Welcome to The Unfiltered Musician. Where we give you all the tea on life as a musician and how to navigate the industry. This is episode number 21, Super Bowl 57 Highlights. Welcome back to another episode of The Unfiltered Musician. We're your hosts, Vanessa Perret. And Ryan Mancini. And today, we are going over the musical highlights of Super Bowl 57. Thank you if you're joining us again as a frequent listener. And if you're new here, you're in for a treat. Vanessa, let's start off with a weekly check-in. Hmm, well, a few days ago, we had Valentine's Day. So I gave out a lot of little goodies for my students, just to remind them that they are loved, especially by me. Love all my students. <laughs> and so now... Just getting through the rest of February and hoping for a warmer climate, which is happening. It is starting to happen. We were outside on Friday, just walking yeah. around, actually tolerating breathing in air, yeah, outside air. Absolutely. <laughs> it was quite nice. We yeah. all need it. Office air can get stale, so uh, going on walks is definitely important. Um, personally, for me, things are going well, talking to a lot of people, hopefully making some deals by the end of the week. That would be great moving into the rest of February. But uh, yeah, that's what's on our plate. Let's jump right in. So Super Bowl 57, there were a lot of musical things that happened. We're not here to just talk about football, um, though that was a great game. We had a great time. Not at all, actually. (laughs) I didn't even know who was playing until maybe the... Oh, wait, actually, no. We were on your way to your parents' house on Super Bowl day and... Ryan asked me, do you know who's performing or who's playing? See, I'm already messing it up. Do you know who's playing? Because it wasn't just the Rihanna concert with people throwing footballs. And I was like, let me maybe guess. He's like, guess the mascots. I'm like, I think there's an eagle. (laughs) So I I honestly had no idea. I usually just watch the last 10 minutes. So sorry, football fans. But this is a music podcast (laughs) after all. Right. But she did get it right, though. (laughs) I I gave her no hints. And she came up with the Eagles. And then she came up with the Chiefs. I just went for the most generic kind of symbol. (laughs) Yeah, but something (laughs) must be going on for you to know that those were correct. (laughs) Yeah, just that football telepathy. Just the American in me, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I guess so. Okay, so there are a couple things that happened with the performances. First, we start off, we'll go in chronological order. So the Black National Anthem with Cheryl Lee Ralph. A lot of people said it was a great performance. I truly loved it. Um, We tried to watch it just right before we got onto the podcast and see what it was all about and kind of relive that experience. One of the things I really loved was the choir in the background. They absolutely killed it. They were a huge support throughout the whole thing. Um, What are your thoughts on the actual vocals of Cheryl, though? I think that, I mean, she definitely displayed her low range. And I didn't even know this. I mean, I I do want to look more into Cheryl Lee, but I know that she is in the series Abbott Elementary. It's on Hulu and like oh. HBO. And she's won Emmys as well. I did not know that she was a singer. Maybe I should watch Abbott Elementary. It's been on my list of things to watch. Just haven't gotten to it yet. Now it's on my priority list. And... I mean, yeah, she displayed a very, very low range, but I'm wondering if it was a little too low for, not really for her, because she was hitting them, even if they were kind of like going into like a vocal fry range, you can absolutely hear the pitches and there was body to the sound, but it did seem a little bit low for a a feminine voice. Yeah, the thing about Lift Every Voice and Sing is that it's it's just really written super low. Um, When I made my arrangement for... Uh, 
the Lift Every Voice and Sing virtual performance, which you can check out on my channel. It should be the first video that you see when you click on uh, the the subscribe button first, <laughs> which doesn't actually take you to the video, but you should hit on the subscribe button. <laughs> I did that on purpose. And then you should hit on my name, Ryan Mancini, and then it'll take you to the channel <laughs> where you can check that out. But when I made that virtual performance and I made that arrangement, I noticed that like even the soprano one part, it's super low. Um, it just happens to be that way. There's no specific reason for that, but the whole song in general has a very wide range. So picking that key so that you're not bottoming out is super important in general. Um, I personally think that Cheryl Lee might have picked something that was like maybe a whole step too low because when she did get to the end, it was very booming and it was it was fantastic. I really loved the way she ended it. Mm. Um, but going into the sing a song, like that part can get real low if mm -hmm. if you are a soprano voice. And moving on to the next performance of the night, there was uh, America the Beautiful, performed by Babyface. Now, I have no idea who this artist is, but my father uh, walked into the room and, you know, as a musician, he was also like, hey, you have to know this person. Like, this person paved the way for others. Like, um, I forgot that how many Grammys they said he has won, but... Like, he's a pretty important person in the industry and um, kind of paved the way for producers like DJ Khaled. That, these are the words that came out of my father's mouth. So who knows if, if that is actually the truth about Babyface. I, I'm not too sure. Um, I'll have to do a little more research. This just popped up in my mind as soon as we started recording. So that's something I'll have to look up later. Well, then I am happy that your dad said that in particular because then, I mean it's kind of nice to represent different generations or at least have them connect to this event in some way besides the whole football thing. <laughs> but the performers themselves, I think it's cool that your dad lit up from that and he was excited to tell you that and how that was a personal connection for him. Whereas like I would say Rihanna is more of a connection to our generation, right. like Absolutely. early 2000s, like middle school, high school jams that are still a jam to me right now. So I think that's cool that it kind of catered to multiple generations. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think it was fantastic. And then we move on to the actual national anthem. Um, Chris Stapleton. What a great choice. He's mm. such a chill dude. Um, playing the guitar at the same time as singing. Mm. I mean, people underestimate how much that is actually impressive. Um, but him and his ASL interpreter, his name is Troy Kutzer. Kotzer. I'm not sure exactly how you pronounce the last name, but apparently he was an Oscar winner for uh, a film in 2021 called Child of Deaf Adults, Coda. Hmm. Uh, so he was he was pretty on top of it, too. He was pretty cool. Hmm. Um, Chris Stapleton, he killed it. Yeah, I loved his country rock rendition. Right, and right. I mean, his voice is literally smooth like Tennessee whiskey. So mm -hmm. He's he's really living up to his name. <laughs> yeah, he's such a cool dude. I I'm really glad they they chose him. Mm. And um, I'm gonna keep referencing the Facebook users because this is just you know all the that I see through my scroll. Uh, a lot of people thought like he was a great representation uh, of a a singer to do the national anthem. I I guess that has something to do with him being a country artist. I mean, I didn't, <laughs> I didn't think it was overdone or anything like that. I thought it was very tasteful yeah. and I thought he had lots of passion and I really, I don't have any qualms 
about it. I know some people did, but like everyone's going to have a problem with everything, especially when it's not something you're directly passionate about, but just be open to all of it. And I think there was a plethora of different artists and different genres highlighted in this one evening. So I thought that was cool to see. Yeah, it was, it was incredible. Um, okay. So now let's move on to the halftime show. The main the event. The, yeah, really. The Rihanna concert <laughs> where they threw footballs. <laughs> <laughs> I was reading some comment that was like, <laughs> imagine we had concerts that just had a 15-minute football game in the middle of it kind of thing. Kind of trying That's to, That's what I it was for me. <laughs> like, we brought we brought the second best wings in the nation to oh, his parents' house. Oh, that's a whole other ordeal. If, yeah, if you don't know Jay Timothy's in Connecticut, run. Because <laughs> they're really so good. good. They're so good. So, you know, for me, it is mostly a wing event with the halftime show, mm. and then I watched the last 10 minutes of football. But for that Super Bowl halftime show, we found out maybe a few years ago that all of the artists don't get paid yes. to and perform. They I, put money like from their own pocket into the production. Yeah, and I wanted to specifically touch on that because it's so crazy to me that people still don't know that. Like, They don't get paid. It's more of a promotional thing. Which is so crazy because you think, oh, they pick the best artists, like the ones that are the most influential because they mm. don't they don't go with the trends. Like it's not like, hey, I blew up in 2022 and now they're choosing me to perform in 2023. Yeah. No, it's like, like that you people... won't see like Livia Rodrigo doing it no, in the next like no, year or so. No, absolutely mm-hmm. not. Olivia Rodrigo would be probably performing it maybe 10 years from now when she's written you know, five to seven more albums. Yeah. Something crazy like that. Like Rihanna, I would say like she had her biggest output in the music industry somewhere in the early 2000s. This is why we were able to like know every single song and we're like, Uh, oh my God, like what songs is he going to choose? She she only has 15 minutes. I mean, I usually do get pretty excited about like the the Super Bowl performers like Lady Gaga. I know there's some controversy about like Katy Perry's thing one time. It was a little crazy (laughs) with with Left Shark. shark. (laughs) But the the production, the visual production behind it, it blows my mind. And I was just really excited to know like all the songs that Rihanna was potentially going to put in her set. And I know, and I was also kind of like watching online of like people were predicting, like hardcore predictions were happening. Mm. Almost, I would even argue more so than like betting for the game itself. (laughs) People were like, what's going to be in Rihanna's set? There are so many good bangers. I was like, I don't even know which one she's going to pick. And I'm happy with the selection that she did make even though i would have liked to hear disturbia but that's my own personal sadness that i didn't hear and some people are saying like oh she didn't play snm but if you listen back like on youtube if you just go back and, and listen to the full set she did have little sprinklings of some of those other popular songs so snm showed up in like you would hear oh na na and that would be it yeah, and yeah. so i thought that was really cool or so no sorry that's what's my name right Yes. Oh yeah. Well, yeah, still yeah. that one came up, and I think I did hear a little bit of S and M. So you gotta like listen hard for it. it's kind of like little Easter eggs, which is cool. Right. But what were you mentioning too? You said like having little bits come through. You called it something specific. Um. Well, I mean, I wouldn't say entirely like a, a mashup. It's kind of just throwing in. Ah, uh, see, it happens a lot in musical theater. Samples, maybe motifs. Oh. Yeah. So you're taking the motifs of um, 
SNM and throwing it into another song because she has so many different songs that have like uh like an instant trigger for people like umbrella everybody knows under my umbrella ella ella or eh, even just eh, like i mean eh. there are small motifs actually i saw a meme i mean there's so many i i favor the memes that show up after these things because people are just downright funny but yeah there are certain motifs that like all you have to do is just spell it out like na 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 come on exactly people know that it's so iconic and so people were just like spelling those out and they're like, you, you know that you've made it when I can just spell this out and you know exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> exactly. And that's, that's where I think they try to get the people. That's where they try to look when they're finding someone to perform. Um, someone that has that much of an influence. Oh, and also, yes. So S&M did show up. There are lots of na-na's in her songs. Yeah, right. <laughs> so there's that na-na-na, come on. That's S&M. Oh, oh And then okay. there's oh, na-na, what's my name? So like, <laughs> yeah, there's so many na-na's. Maybe she that's just loves the, nanas. I don't know. I like my nana. That's the Caribbean so. part of her. That's yeah. coming out. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But I mean, we can recognize the different nanas. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I think as a society, <laughs> we're well equipped for Rihanna's music. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. And also, I find it iconic that she was the first pregnant performer to perform at the Super Bowl. Yeah. Or at least confirmed For anyone pregnant. that didn't know, she is pregnant. Okay. I know. All right. So I was pretty proud of myself. I saw it too, like online where people like were just staring at the TV. Like, is she, it's, is it, is it bad? To, is it bad to ask? <laughs> and I looked right at Ryan. I like bumped him. I was already so excited and like full of energy. And I just like grilled him right in the rib. And I was like, she's pregnant. She touched her belly. It was like the first two seconds, all of a sudden when she started and I was like, there, there, yep, that's it. And she had her baby, her first child in May mm-hmm. of last year. And I mean, she looks pretty far along for this pregnancy too. Yeah. I mean, she just kept it under wraps and, um, even the dancers didn't know. I like I was seeing some videos of like, hey, I was we were working on the dances. Maybe they didn't dance with her, and they just didn't have the chance to get together with her all together until like the very end, because that happens if you don't know. Um, she's got to divvy up her time different ways, but they were like, yeah, we had no clue. We didn't know <laughs> until she was on stage too. Um, and I bet there are some people that were on the outskirts that still didn't even know <laughs> until they watched it back. Oh my gosh. This is so funny. But I mean, I hope I have even half the energy like that to be able to perform the Super Bowl. And I mean, her dancers were eaten. It was so good. So good. Mm-hmm. The energy all throughout. And so even her too, like to be suspended in the air on those platforms. And I mean, I can't imagine being pregnant and, and doing all that. Even the preparation leading up to this event. It's just amazing. It was really cool to see all the things that she decided to do, considering her capabilities. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Her slight limitations, and I say slight (laughs) because she did the Super Bowl. (laughs) One of the the funniest memes I saw was like, uh, this is the greatest expression of being an American, working while you're pregnant. Oh, God. Like, oh, my gosh. Awful. Um, But... One of the things that I wanted to mention is I was like so like a hundred percent sure that she was going to have other people perform with her. Like Jay-Z, Eminem. I don't know about Drake because I know Drake likes to do like silent sort of protest. Um, but 
like all those. I think she did all of those songs that had the maybe not the Eminem song. I'm I'm forgetting what the actual name of it is, but you know I expected to see all of them there, and I was so ready when I heard the beat um, for. I think it's Umbrella that Jay Z is in, right? I think so. Yeah. yeah. So I was so ready for Jay Z to pop up somewhere. I but mean, he, he was didn't. around. No, he was in L. A. What last week for the Grammys? No, no, he was he was here with his daughter. Beyonce was the one that didn't oh, show up. Man. Yeah. Could have had Blue Ivy just jump in there, like New Generation, go. <laughs> <laughs> I guess so. He was there. <laughs> yeah, they were there, definitely. So at Which least is... she could say she did have a guest artist present <laughs> i didn't even think about i did not make that connection like he just went to show up to just see it but mm. <laughs> i it's mean right. when it's five thousand and nine thousand and twenty thousand dollars a ticket mm. you can afford to do that <laughs> no problem but i mean i would say someone as powerful as her and someone who has gone up on the hot billboard 100 multiple times mm-hmm. it's okay you don't need to have an artist we just want to see more of rihanna <laughs> right absolutely so I wasn't I wasn't mad about that, but it's also it's crazy to think that's like her first live performance in about seven years. Yeah, it was it's around, been almost a decade, is what yeah, she, what they were saying around that span of time. So I mean, that's pretty. It's an epic debut to come back from, and who knows? I mean, I don't. Me personally, I don't see another album coming out anytime soon. And I think that this was just like a Hey, she's full of surprises. Yeah, who knows? Cuz I know she did do she did do one single for the Wakanda Marvel movie. Yep. And that was more of like a slow ballad, kind of different than what she usually does, like kind of that EDM pop style. So that was awesome to see her come back for that especially. Right. But I was just happy to see her back in general. That was so awesome. And you were saying too, didn't you say like millions more people watched specifically because she was performing? Yes. All right. So you ready for these facts? I'm going to lay them down. Spew them. All right. Did you know there were more viewers during the halftime show than during the game? What? <laughs> 113 million viewers for the game and 118 million for the halftime show only. Five million more people watched because it was Rihanna. Mm. That's got to say something. We all knew it was going to be amazing. and I, I should have turned on more devices. Yeah, exactly. The there definitely was a lot of people that were like, I can't wait to see the Rihanna show. And then something else about people running around with pigskin. <laughs> people were wearing that at the game. And then they even had... It was actually cool. I saw... Someone wearing a shirt. It was one of. It was a celebrity or a model, and it said like, "Why is there football going on at the Rihanna concert?" But then you lift mm-hmm. up the shirt, and it's Rihanna in like a football helmet, and it can cover your head. And I was like, "Wow, that's great. That's awesome. <laughs> Good merch. That's so funny. <laughs> yeah, there were this. There were more viewers this year than in last year's show with uh, Mary J. Blige, Dr. Dre, oh, yeah. and all those other people mm. um, in that whole slew of things. Mm-hmm. Um, some other facts. Uh, but the dancers, you mentioned the dancers being suspended and why? Yes. So I don't know if anybody has seen this, but there are videos of them pulling out the field because there was so much paint on it. You could literally pull the whole field. It was 100, 100 plus yards, I believe, um, when you're including the end zones, I think. Not entirely sure. Um, but w- when you pull out the stage, they were able to pull it out of the entire arena so that it could dry out in the Arizona sun. That's Then there was so much paint that they had to do that. And they were saying that the weight of the field couldn't hold all of the dancers, which I thought was really interesting because it's a field. 
But they were saying like they had to do certain staging in order to accommodate that many people. That's why there was some suspension. Rihanna has a fear of heights, so this was definitely like something. Yeah, she has a fear of heights. No. Yeah, she, yeah they did she push for this. She was pregnant. I know. Dozens of feet in the air. <laughs> well, that's why she wasn't dancing on the platforms. Oh, my God. There were other dancers doing that, but she just tried to stay still. And you could see like there was some wobbling, of course. Um, just because it's suspended by yeah. cables in the air. I guess that's one way to beat your fear. Mm-hmm. Just like, you know, you tell yourself, like, if you poop yourself, it is in front of millions of people. So suck it up. That's what at least what I would say. <laughs> like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> I didn't know that. Yeah. And I don't know what the total number of dancers was, but I, th- I thought it was fantastic. I know there was a lot of Facebook rage um, from other people that were like, this was awful. This when isn't there Facebook rage? There's you always know? Facebook rage. That's that's the real always. drama. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I personally had a blast with my family. You know, because you were there filming it. All of us were at one point like getting up and dancing with them because just like it was, I personally thought it was classy in a different way. Not classy as in far as like taste, as in, like, the way that she decided to orchestrate everything. Like, let the dancers take all of the energy because so much of her songs are, like, sort of, like, rave-ish. And her being, like, a Caribbean or West Indies native, like, um, a lot of that is very dance-heavy. So she needed that in her music and she needed that to support her because she might be a dancer herself, but, like... She can't really do that while she's pregnant. Like, she has no business doing all of that. You could see that she was getting it at some points, and a lot of us were super excited to see that. Um, that's when we started actually, like, screaming. Because <laughs> we were like, screaming. Yes, yes, get it! <laughs> Let's uh, go! And also, I mean, speaking of that energy and having to dance, and, I mean, all those moving parts with that, this show in particular, I am 100% okay with the fact that a lot of it was lip-synced. I know a lot of people, mm. there's a lot of controversy on lip syncing, but I think and Ryan and I would o- almost always think of the technical side with lip syncing. Um, and then also, you know, I play devil's advocate and I'm like, okay, but this, you know, can potentially ruin people's perceptions of live performance when they think it's always perfect all the time. And then then you see in the media like, oh, so-and-so sounded like crap. Like, what's going on with them? Are they okay? But for something like this, when you're suspended on like, Super Mario looking platforms and you're moving around constantly, especially with that heavy dancing. How do you think it's going to (laughs) sound to have full raw vocals? Yeah. You know, and this will be one of the last things we say uh, before we wrap up today. But uh, I want to make it like very clear why lip syncing is so important and why it needs to happen. It's, It's not like to show that they can't handle it. You're expecting this superstar to be perfect. Keep in mind, she's pregnant. Not not many people are doing that. Okay. And if you've ever listened to a church live stream, and if you're a performer yourself, because I'm sure there are some musicians that are listening, but when you listen to those live streams, like online, you sound so much worse than in person. Mm -hmm. And if you listen to some of the videos that people took with their phones in the actual stadium, you can definitely tell she's singing. Like her mic was definitely on. Mm -hmm. Um, They have to turn it down when it comes through the TV because 
you can hear all those imperfections. They're not as great. And, yeah. and yes, there definitely are production teams that are getting paid millions in order to cover this event and make sure the audio is okay. Mm. Um, but when you're mixing it with the TV, like it, it has to be spot on. So you need a little more of that regular mix of the pre-recorded song. Uh, than you do for the actual live sound. Mm. Now, when you're in the stadium, you can bump up that live sound. And just being so far away from Rihanna, you'll get rid of those imperfections. It's it's a whole like frequency spectrum masking thing that that happens, and that's the that's the need for it. Yeah, and sometimes it's not even just full on lip syncing or lowering the mic to have the backing track be favored, but even pitch correction. And such works wonders where like you already have the foundation to sing on pitch and it just enhances it a little bit more. And something like this, you 100% need <laughs> those crutches. Mm. You know, like we understand like she is a wonderful performer. We know her capabilities. It is okay if it's not going to be 100% her singing in the moment. Like we know these songs are fire and that whole like visual and physical presentation in and of itself is incredible. So it is okay. Hopefully that changes your perception of how you might have felt about lip syncing or, Mm -hmm. you know, how you might feel now. Yeah. And so what happens if, you know, she is out of breath because she's pregnant and she's moving a lot. They need to be able to turn up that mix to cover like when she needs to put down the mic. Or if the mic itself dies for some reason, they didn't switch out the batteries or something malfunctions. They got to be able to switch it out. And you can't just like stop cold turkey in the music because it ruins the vibe of the whole show. It needs to happen. Lip syncing is an essential portion of a performance like that. Um, And I lied. This is the last thing we're going to talk about. (laughs) Justina Miles, 20-year-old Justina Miles, the ASL interpreter for the halftime show. She was incredible. She went so viral over her performance. Yeah, just her passion and emotion. It was beautiful to watch. It was incredible. Yeah, she was really good. That's all I wanted to touch on that, though. So thank you for tuning into this episode of The Unfiltered Musician. And if you liked this episode, give us a like, subscribe, hit that notification bell to see our other musical content. Yes, and message us with suggestions about what you want to hear about next at unfilteredmusician.podcast on Instagram or unfilteredmusician at gmail.com. We are here for you and see you next Sunday. Bye. Peace.